honestly, being uh, true to myself, recognizing where I was at, which sometimes is hard. Once I started to slowly reach out and be vulnerable in the sense of opening myself and letting people know what I was going through, it was amazing the amount of people that were there for me and supportive for me and wanting to help me get better. Welcome again to another episode of One Starfish, where our mission is to help the world one starfish or one person at a time. Um, guys, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, all the stuff. That's how we get the word out. I'm excited for our guest today, Shauna J. Cerniak. 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 Thanks. Sorry. Um, no worries. Is, is joining us. She uses her whole name, so I'm trying to use her whole name. Uh, she does women empowerment and is an international Indigenous speaker. Has been in this industry for 12 years. I'm actually here in Edmonton, Alberta, which is kind of cool. A lot of my guests are all over the place, so this is neat. Um, actually, in my hometown, and I'm really excited to get into her story. She's been through a lot of different stuff. Thank you so much for being on the show, Shauna. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to this. Awesome. Well, let's get into let's get into the story we were talking about a little bit before. So you've been in this industry, you know, helping empower people, that kind of thing for 12 years, which is quite a while, which is pretty cool. Before that, you were telling me before that we did a lot of different things. So what, you know, what have you kind of done? And then what was a catalyst that got you into what I feel like you found your purpose, you found your calling um, and your passion? Well, I had my own event and catering business for a while, for five years. And during that time as well, I was in the insurance and investment field. So I was a sales director for BC, Saskatchewan and Alberta. Very, very busy, traveling a lot, just work, 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 single mom. So it was really hard to try to you know, juggle both the job as well as my son uh, was in a relationship for a while that turned out to be very, very toxic. And uh, prior to me starting in the insurance and investment field had an addiction to gambling. I had uh, lost my father back in 1995. Didn't know how to deal with the struggles of, of loss and found comfort and solitude in VLT machines. And from that, it was an eight-year addiction into gambling. So for myself, it was really about trying to figure out who Shauna was, who Shauna was uh, apart from all that was going on inside and really digging deep and working on myself. Because I realized the world is not going to change for me. I had to change for the world. And I had to change for myself and for my son. And through that started on my own personal journey of research, of educating myself, taking courses and classes, uh, really working with um, a great therapist and understanding who I was. And from there worked into uh, wanting to create that for other women that were going through their own journeys. Oh, that's really cool. So what were some of the obstacles? I mean, I'm sure there was a lot. What were some of the obstacles that you overcame or are working through to start your own business? Um, you know, with a lot of family support, were there no family support, friend support? What were some of the, yeah, what was, so tell us back to 12 years ago, how that kind of started. 
Well, it started actually with uh, me wanting to create a group, which was called Every Woman Empowered. And uh, I was talking to my best friend and another uh, friend of mine saying, this is something I want to create. What do you think about it? You know, because I was on my own personal journey uh, and did all this research and worked on myself to, to really get to know who I was. I wanted to have a place that was a safe place for women to go to, that they wouldn't be judged that all races, religions could come together and learn and share and be there for one another. So when I explained this to my friends, they loved the idea and we decided to do our first meeting. And then we thought if this went well, we would do a monthly meeting of like a workshop idea where you're always constantly learning something new. And from that, we had 60 ladies attend our very first, uh, our very, very first workshop. And from there, of course, I started speaking and started to share my story. I was being asked a lot to different addiction facilities to share my story, as well as people, you know, that had heard me speak said, oh, I need you to speak to this group, this group, this group. And it started from there. So between every woman empowered and then just people seeing me speak and then them sharing uh you know my story and who i was to other groups and organizations it just kind of took off from there and it was sort of a you know when i could occasionally get some work then i was you know great and a lot of times i was offering my services for free because i really honestly at that time didn't feel that um i was this commodity yet and uh, just shared, shared what I was going through. From there, it took off and uh, became more, you know, where people wanted to hire me in, uh, across Canada and then eventually down into the United States. That's awesome. Very cool. And so, you know, where, where do you want this to go? What is your five, 10 year mission goal with Every Woman Empowered? <clears throat> well, Every Woman Empowered itself we dissolved it uh, back in 2020 when COVID hit. And at that time, I was looking for someone to kind of take over because I was doing so much at, at that point that I really needed to kind of step back from that and concentrate more on my own personal speaking. Unfortunately, there wasn't anybody that wanted to take over Every Woman Empowered, so we decided to dissolve it. But we kept the charity aspect of it. So Every Woman Empowered has a charity component, which is the Every Woman Empowered Endowment Fund, which is managed through Edmonton's own um, Edmonton Community Foundation, the same one that manages other funds like the Christmas Bureau, Santa's Anonymous, and a variety of other great charities. And so we created this endowment fund to start raising funds and awareness for the murdered and missing Indigenous women here in Canada. And my goal with that is to raise enough money so that we can start creating monuments for those no longer with us, as well as start to be able to use this money to do such things as helping out with our landfills and finding our murdered and missing Indigenous people. So this is uh, something that's very dear to my heart, being Indigenous, and something that is dear to my heart because I have friends and uh, that have lost loved ones. And it's something that has not been properly dealt with here in Canada. So I'm very passionate about that in itself. 
that's so awesome. that's where we so that's what's kind of going on with every woman empowered now okay very cool and so you know what what do you what do you think stops people from following their passion from doing what you did you know leaving some successful careers in order to start a speaking business which is not normally the i don't know the number one thing to do um where you can like actually afford the bills kind of thing so what what do you think stops people from from that and what are some tips that you could give someone you know it's like i want to i want to do something but i'm scared well i know for me and i can't speak on anybody else uh what stopped me from not doing this sooner was comfort was procrastination and just being plain scared because you don't know right and you're taking a chance and it's always financial for us isn't it i mean if we don't have uh, that income coming in then it's very scary about what what we can and cannot do so for me it was really about that and uh making sure that my message got across to those who I wanted to work with that people took value in what I was saying. So that was the hard part. I mean, especially here in my own town, because I was in Edmonton, a lot of people would say, oh, well, you know, you're in Edmonton. So, you know, that's that 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 cost is, you know, for maybe somebody that was going to hire you and across Canada, somewhere else or in the States. And it's like, no, that's my fee. And letting people know that what your value is worth. And a lot of time as women, we tend to not value our worth very high. Those who, you know, we think, I, I think about automatically like artists or those who are creative, you know, when they build or make something, and all of a sudden you're, you know, you go to buy it and you're like, ooh, like that item is $60. But we forget that that was their time, their effort that was put into it, not only the materials, and that this is their business. We wouldn't think twice to go to a store and pay $60 for that same item. But we tend to devalue someone that is um, doing their own personal thing. Same with artists. It's like, oh, well. You know, my best friend is an artist and her work is incredible. Now, you know, some people are like, oh, geez, do I want to pay $800 for that painting? Uh, yeah, you do, because the amount of time, effort, work, the years of experience to, t to get them to where they are, you tend to forget those things. Mm -hmm. So it's really about taking value in your own self-worth and it's about letting go of those strongholds that keep you down and just giving yourself a chance and believing in yourself. And if you really want to get to truly better yourself, you know, like myself, I took, I took speaking courses. I, you know, I worked on how to articulate. I worked on a variety of different, you know, ways to present a subject. And at the same time, I'm always wanting to hear where I can work on being better because you're not going to get better without hearing where you need to fix certain things. Am I saying and too much or um too much? Am I, you know, losing an audience engagement? You know, what's keeping me in the now type idea? So it's constantly about learning, changing and growing and believing in yourself. Awesome. So digging back as you overcame um, your own addictions, 
you know, dealing with gambling and uh, there was a few other things I think you said you were in a bad relationship. Well, how did you get out of it? What was some of the catalysts and, you know, that a lot of people I'm sure struggle with different addictions and it's, they're obviously addictions for a reason. They're hard to get out of what, you know, what, what were some of the catalysts and what could help someone that, I don't know, in a, I'm going to say, especially like in a toxic relationship where, especially women, where they devalue their worth, like you were talking about, even with the speaking, um, you know, and they're, and well, you know what, he's, he's okay. It could be worse. Um, I'll be okay. Like, this is all I deserve. I don't know. All that mindset that goes through what helped you get out of that. Honestly, being uh, true to myself, recognizing where I was at, which sometimes is hard, and reaching out for help. So for me, you know, going to uh, an, an addictions group, a gambling, a gamblers anonymous group, you know, was huge because I realized I'm not alone. There's other people in the exact same situation. And we tend as human beings to think that we're always alone, that nobody could understand or nobody knows what we're going through. Um, and they may not, they may not know exactly what you're going through or what you're feeling, but they have similar situations um, that they are. And so I think it's really important to reach out and find the resources that are out there. And there are so many resources now compared to even 20 years ago uh, of what is available. So, you know, taking the time to find out how to get out of a toxic relationship if if you feel you can't you know some can easily walk away from that and that is great but there are some that can't maybe because they're married children financially dependent or just don't feel the value or worth again talking to someone reaching out to someone is so important you know getting that support is is monumental and i know it was for me once i started to slowly reach out and be vulnerable in the sense of opening myself and letting people know what I was going through. It was amazing the amount of people that were there for me and supportive for me and wanting to help me get better. Now, again, everybody is different in different scenarios. And right now there might be a listener that feels that they can't do anything for them, you know, at all. If you can't do something for yourself, who's going to do it for you? You have to be that first step, no matter what. So you have to reach out. You have to walk away. You have to find better because there always is better. And then once you're on that track of getting out of there, then creating healthy patterns going forward, getting rid of that toxicness, creating healthy boundaries for yourselves, the power of saying no, you know, being able to forgive yourself and those around you. These are all steps to creating a better, healthier you. That's so good. I love it. Yeah, you got to do it yourself. So someone listening, uh, reach out to Sean even, reach out to me. Um, yes. Wherever you start, I mean, we'll have all of Shauna's information in the show notes. So definitely, I know that she's happy to help. So definitely reach out Absolutely. if there's something, you know, somewhere that she can, she can be part of it. Um, yes. it. I love it. This is awesome. So in wrapping up, I always have three final questions. And then anything that you really think is important for our listeners to hear um, that, yeah, you just want to leave us with. So first sure. and final question is if yeah. someone's looking for their purpose, what's one sentence you would say that could help them find it? 
if you have something that as a child or something that came to you that you were excited about, go back to that moment. Go back to when you thought about that, that what you wanted to be. Even if it's if it's crazy idea, go back to that and find out what triggered your happiness and your you, you what made you excited about going into that and start from there. And number two is what's one what's one of your favorite quotes and why? Uh, it's actually a um, it's a quote from the Bible, and it was what got me through uh, my hard times. Yes. And what's the quote? For I know well the plans I have for you, said the Lord. Plans for your wellness, not for woe. Plans to give you a future full of hope. When you call me, when you reach out to me, you will find me. Yes, you will find me and I will change your lot. Love it. Super awesome. Third and final question is what's one word or sentence you want on your gravestone? Rockstar. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. That's cool. All right, Shana, you run into someone at a coffee shop. They're like, that was great. I'm working through some stuff. I'm getting on my own and all, all the stuff we just kind of talked about. What's something we didn't touch on that you just think our listeners really need to hear, um, you know, to empower them? What's the one thing that you really need to hear is love yourself. Love yourself first, because no one else can do that. Again, you have to love yourself. Be good to yourself. Say kind words to yourself. That is so important. Mm. Love yourself. Well, guys, you heard it here. <laughs> Let's go out there. Let's change the world one starfish or one person at a time. If we can help change one life together, we can change the world. Thanks so much for being on, Shana. Oh, thank you for having me. I loved it.